0: Welcome to another episode of The Station Podcast. My name is Adam Longster. I'm joined as always by Samuel Phoebe Mugabe. We both as a station podcast endeavor to look at films and media through a curious lens, picking out themes and concepts that we find interesting from them. This week, we are looking at the 2018 film, Annihilation. The film is based on a book of the same name by Jeff Vandermeer. The book and film deal with themes of identity, nature, and self-destruction. We're going to look at some of those themes today. Helplessly hoping her harlequin hovers nearby, awaiting a word. Gasping at glimpses of gentle true spirit, he runs, wishing he could fly high. Sound
1: of goodbye welcome back we we took a little detour into a very strange kind of multiverse um looking at the midnight gospel but we're back to our usual our usual viewing now uh, which is films and to be honest we've kind of come to a quite another very strange place in annihilation um you know we're, we're gonna be delving into area X which is obviously a very odd colorful, uh, magical and quite horrific uh, place. So, Adam, uh, as I seeing as I pick this uh, this particular movie, but I think we've both watched it before.
0: And I don't know, have you read the book? I I have. Um. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually read the book. This uh, from you should do. It's good. From re- doing the research, it actually really inspired me to want to read the book because there's a there seems like there's a, a wellspring of depth to what's being talked about in the film that is hinted at but maybe is more in the book what do you, so I'm, i suppose then what i suppose if we were to kind of make it a little bit of a detour straight away how do you feel about the book comparatively to the film so i think the kind of the first thing is obviously because
1: the book is i've i've not read the second two in the in the series but because i did quite a lot of research on this um for my dissertation i ended up kind of well, accidentally finding out sort of what happened because quite a lot of articles that talked about it, i tend to talk about like the southern reach as a as a whole um so that was obviously quite a bit different so the ending of the book is a bit more ambiguous than the ending of the film um in the ending of the book area x is still intact um and lena hasn't come out of it also in the book no one has a name everyone's just known by their profession so there's the biologist uh, there's the psychologist um so they're kind of they're just they're kind of not, um, yeah, they're not kind of referred to by their name, which is which is quite interesting. Um, and, yeah, I think because it's all told, like, from a first-person kind of internal monologue of uh, the biologist Olina, um, you you do get a lot more of her kind of, like, thinking and uh, her musing about what kind of is happening in Area X, and it's maybe a bit more explicit, kind of, what happens, but... Um, there's also a tower that they don't have in the film which is in the book which is quite an important part of it where she breathes in some spores and starts to kind of feel the shimmer inside her and the the kind of glow as she calls it um and yeah just it, it, it is slightly different with you don't necessarily get to see the animals that attack them there isn't a bear there's some there's some kind of creature that um i think she sees very for a little bit and it's kind of got kind of a human face on it and there's this kind of thing called the crawler that's very lovecraftian and just and um, whenever she tries to kind of see it it's you you can't quite see where it is it's just kind of shapes and colors and um you, you kind of as, as soon as you try and like analyze it and and kind of work out what it is it sort of changes and moves as if it's kind of
0: um getting away from you i suppose so there's quite there's quite a few differences well you you mentioned a word there kind of a the word of the day, sort of thing, with the Lovecraft, Lovecraftian, mm. um, which I, when I was researching this and and thinking about it, really, it is kind of, would you say cosmic horror in that sense? It is kind of the unnameable. Yeah, I, th- I, def- I mean, and yeah,
1: <laughs> this is what, um, what quite a lot in my, uh, sorry, in my essay was about was about. Yeah, it's it's kind of a continuation of the old weird, which is Lovecraft. This Jeff Vandermeer kind of fits into the new weird, um, and it, it also talks a lot about like climate change. So I think he wrote Annihilation, um, and the other two in the Southern Reach series to do with sort of uh, climate change. And Area X is kind of like metaphorical of, of kind of climate change, of this kind of thing that we're kind of watching and it's slowly kind of expanding and no one's really doing anything about it everyone's kind of just hoping that it will be able to work it out but no one we're kind of just
0: monitoring it and and whatnot i think there's this very big overarching um theme of nature that comes in in annihilation because that seems to be Mm. even if you look at the aesthetics of the film it's hinting towards a lot of flowers a lot of um mutations and sort of cells and you see that sort of that seems to be a very key uh core element to it
1: yeah it reminded me quite a lot of midsummer like the kind of visuals of the flowers and stuff it's that kind of really bright almost like too bright yeah kind of definitely. Color that, that comes through you know it's like whoa like wow this is like you know it's not something that you'd necessarily kind of see in nature i think it's it's kind of
0: heightened that kind of color palette yeah I, I think definitely there's uh you can see i i think almost to a hyper degree where you see the the colors of the flowers they're they're way too um they're way too fluorescent they're way too they're, they're sort of blown out to a, a great degree I, I think that lends to it being kind of the way that it is because it is very there's a lot of, uh, sort of strange visuals there's a lot of iridescent colors that's used for the shimmer in this i know in the book it's it's not there's no iridescent dome that coats the mm. area X. It's it's more an ambiguous, uh, like area that's been been taken over. Like even in the book, I think they have to cross the threshold. But when they do so, the psychologist um, Ventress she sort of puts them into a hypnosis, hypnosis like a trance. Yeah, she she just kind of puts them to sleep in in this room, and
1: then they kind of wake up um, as they sort of do in the film, kind of like a couple of days into the shimmer. Um, into Area X without kind of any memories of like how they got there, um, but yeah, no, you never kind of see this kind of tangible barrier that is. This is Area X. It's just there. There is this kind of barrier um, at some point. At Area Rex, a cellular biology professor and army veteran Lena is questioned after returning as the sole survivor of an expedition to an anomalous zone known as the Shimmer. Three years prior to the Shimmer emerged from a meteor that landed inside a lighthouse on the coast of the southern United States and is gradually expanding its boundaries. Lena's husband Kane, a Green Beret, was part of an earlier expedition and reappears at home after a year of absence, unable to explain where he was or how he came back. Dr Ventris shows Lena the Shimmer. Ventris prepares to lead a new scientific expedition into the Shimmer, consisting of Lena, Physicist Josie, Geomorphologist Cass, and Paramedic Anya. On entering the Shimmer, the group awaken after suddenly falling unconscious. They find their communications and navigation equipment no longer functions. Approximately three to four days have passed, and they do not remember anything after entering the Shimmer. They encounter mutated plants and animals, and Josie is attacked by an albino alligator. At night, the base is attacked by a mutant bear that drags Cass away, and Lena later finds her mutilated remains. Reaching an abandoned village, they discover plants that have taken on human life forms. Anya, overcome with paranoia, ties up the others and accuses Lena of murdering Cass. The bear lures Anya away by emitting a cry for help in Cass's voice and kills her by tearing her jaw off. Josie frees herself and shoots the bear dead. After traveling to the lighthouse, Lena descends into a hole created by the meteor and finds Ventress, who reveals that the forces behind the shimmer will spread to encompass everything. She then disintegrates into a glowing nebulous structure that absorbs a drop of blood from Lina's face, creating a humanoid entity that mimics Lina's motions. Unable to escape the entity, as it mirrors her, Lena hands it one of her phosphorus grenades and it transforms into an identical copy of her. The creature affectionately touches Kane's burned body before crawling back into the hole and igniting the core of the lighthouse. Lena watches as the construct of the shimmer collapses and it fades away. At the facility, the Lena's interviewer reveals that Kane has recovered after the shimmer vanished. Lena visits him and asks if he is really Kane. He replies, I don't think so. He asks if she is Lena and she does not answer. Kane embraces Lena and their irises shimmer. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about the plants, won't we? Because the the plants are quite a big part of it and they almost seem to overtake everything within Area Rex that is human made and there's kind of been left there or Area Rex has kind of come over. And in a lot of ways there's that really interesting scene where they're looking at the plants and it's all it's one vine or it's one kind of plant structure, but you have kind of in cycles of different species and colours of plants off it which kind of confuses
0: them quite a lot. Yeah, you have these mossy structures as well that you see on trees and that have overgrown onto, like, the lighthouse at the end or these these glass-like trees that you see at the end. Yeah,
1: they're so weird. And I kind of was looking at them and I was like, is that Area X has created them? Because obviously, like, glass from c- comes from sand. So has it kind of created that kind of molecular, um, in a molecular level, it's kind of created that chemical reaction and it's just, it's made that into the same kind of um, genetic shape Um, as a tree because that's kind of what it does with the trees when it sort of changes them into humans is it's kind of copying the genetic shape but with a different material because like any dna that kind of comes into area x it kind of takes samples it and absorbs it and learns from it and changes
0: things well as the film hints to it, it refracts like so that's what we find eventually is that Lena is 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 sort of been refracted by and everybody who goes in there has had their molecular structure sort of refracted that's where you can see their palms start to to move and mm. the, the, the fingers start to move which i would have loved to see more of in the film to be honest i would have loved to see that degrade yeah, even it, more it kind of it does it when it's convenient it's like oh well suddenly their palms are kind of torting and twisting but then other yeah
1: times it's- it, it almost like i don't know it kind of does everything seems to happen quite quickly and it's which it, i think it, it's kind of is in the book you know they're not actually in there for a long time before it all starts to go very bad very quickly and it's interesting isn't it how area rex tends to affect the different characters in sort of different ways like you know some people accept it and just become part of area rex some people try and fight it and, and start to become i guess like kind of become mad and their uh, their kind of sanity starts to become deteriorated by it
0: yeah i mean in the film we have cass who sort of gets sort of taken away by this bear like this big sort of mutated Mm. malformed bear but she's kind of a subject to unlucky circumstance she just kind of suddenly gets taken away and but the much the same way her daughter did with leukemia like that seems to be she she had no prior knowledge of it there's the 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 addict anya who's like the emt of the group who sort of provokes her fate she kind of goes after it and kind of much the same Mm. way so there's a lot of i suppose how it affects the people who have gone into it and the ways that they've they've dealt with this that what the shimmer has done and what the shimmer is is presenting them with that they've kind of dealt Mm. with it in that similar way like for example lena wants to or the biologist in uh the the book annihilation she goes in there to fight it she goes in there to 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 see Mm. kane her her, a boyfriend who she's obviously now estranged from, it feels very estranged from, but has gone in there because she owes him in the the film. Um, That's her reasoning for wanting to go in there. And yeah, ultimately it's, I suppose it's it's, it's kind of in vain, her her efforts to do so and, and the way that she fights it, like especially in the film yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the book about about
1: kind of you can't fight area x it's just inevitable you have to sort of accept it and and kind of move on and uh, there's a lot of stuff about her trying to i guess like hang on to her humanity
0: in against this well it's almost immortal like in the film you have that first initial lecture and i don't know why that that was one of my issues with the film is like why is this biology professor at john hopkins giving, like, a really basic rundown of cell division.
1: (laughs) This is a cell. Like all cells, it is born from an existing cell. And by extension, all cells were ultimately born from one cell. A single organism, alone on planet Earth, perhaps alone in the universe
0: everyone probably knows this at this level everybody's very well accustomed to this this kind of level but yet she's having to explain this really easy concept and i did think like yeah that is one of the key things i just to make it quite clear i really like this film i really like what it's trying to do i don't think it succeeds in everything that it wants to do but i love what it's mm. endeavoring to do and i i find it a very enjoyable experience but there are things like that where it ex. It has to explain things. the The dialogue dialogue's a bit ex- too expository. The script's not always fantastic, is it? And yeah, is it is like that?
1: It's like, well, let's just plonk this bit of exposition right here at the beginning, even though this is like, you know, Bio one hundred and one, and you know, <laughs> these are university students. Like, they probably know this. Like, they don't need they don't need this very. But we, as the audience, we probably don't. Because we're not we're not all biology students, but yeah, there, there maybe there could have been a, a slightly subtler way to to sort of do that and have that I don't know like do you know like if if they'd kind of had a, a similar thing, but but she's teaching like children, maybe she's doing like some outreach work or something, and she's explaining cell division to like to a classroom of students, trying to to maybe like entice them to come into John Hopkins University and and learning more about that. That could have been a, a way to do it that's not quite as like. Yeah, doesn't doesn't kind of fit as as much. But yeah, the the dialogue I think is probably yeah, if we're going to like if we if I going to going to pick something that that kind of stood out to me is is perhaps not being quite as strong as the other aspects of the film is. Yeah, some of the kind of dialogue is very sort of it's just doesn't seem particularly well written and between the kind of group as they kind of go into area rex, there's some of some, some bits of it you're just a kind of a bit like that's not really how people speak but okay
0: <laughs> i think some of it doesn't it didn't take me out the experience like some of it is important like when Cass is explaining about her daughter and she said how she felt she died a second time because of it i knew i, I there was some kind of videos that i watched that where people picked it apart and said oh i can't believe she's having to explain that i didn't personally think i thought it really lent well to what was the the film is trying to say, oh, that's or mm. the general theme of annihilation is trying to say, um, but it is quite a metaphorical story, in that sense, and it is, I suppose, it's a bit more difficult of a subject matter to kind of comprehend if you, you know, because I. I think there is a lot of it's it's draped in kind of metaphor and obviously the story is 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 kind of a metaphor for what they're doing and the journey they're endeavoring to do mm. i suppose if you take it quite literal like for example in the film when they're trying to go into Ari rex well, why are they sending small teams of people to go into this this area? Why don't they send like the whole cavalry like the, the entire army to go in there and <laughs> y- 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 Why are these dysfunctional, you know, people who have volunteered to go in like, you know, that they're, they're, they're not they're clearly not right These people like Ventress has got cancer, you know, and she's been vetting these people to go into into area X Mm. But, and she's the she's the uh she's like actually the ceo she's like the head of
1: of the southern reach which yeah. is, i think you learn in in the books um in the kind of letter thing and yeah she's she's kind of like has been studying it and an interesting thing in in the books that they don't really touch on in the film is it's not actually been 3 years in the books it's been it's been 30 years and um, but they this is i think it's the 11th or 12th expedition that's gone in is this one but it's not actually in in the books it's they have been sending hundreds of expeditions in because there's an amazing scene in the lighthouse where she kind of goes below it and she finds hundreds of journals because they've all kind of asked to asked to keep journals going back for years and years and years of of people sort of recording what's happened
0: in Area X. So there's a, this kind of thing that it has been going for a while. Because she actually finds Kane's journal in in the lighthouse opposed to yeah. actually finding it, him or his his corpse, which we see like this this burned sort of gnarled um, light mm. grenade.
1: Flayed corpse, kind of, yeah, like phosphorus grenade. He's kind of, he's kind of, yeah, burnt himself up, hasn't Or has he? Is it? It's kind of a bit ambiguous. Is that is that the real Kane or Is that the, the doppelganger? But we kind of assume that it is the real one.
0: He has this very interesting piece of dialogue where he says he's kind of pondering and and maybe pontificating on like, and he's saying to the cameras, he's he's recording it, this like last, um, this like last speech, his last moment, which he's decided to record mm. and said. Uh, were you me? Was I you? And then we see Kane's doppelganger sort of walk out in front of the camera, um, kind of you know, because it, it doesn't really make sense. Like when he says that, "Were you me? Was I? Was I you?" And you, we don't see Kane. We're like, well, "What does he talk? What, what does he mean? Was, was I you? Was you him?" Like he's sort of talking in sort of this philosophical kind of this philosophical way.
1: I thought I was a man.
0: I had a life. People call me Cain. But now I'm not so sure. If I wasn't Cain, what was I? Was I you? Were you me? My flesh moves like liquid. My mind is just cut loose. I can't bear it. I can't bear it.
1: And it's... It, it's... A- Kind of a big theme of annihilation is is within Area Rex is that kind of breaking down of the South into the into the kind of environment which kind of happens to all the characters in a way and you know and in that the bear stealing um Casser's voice it's kind of it's 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 kind of that I guess, I think that's kind of what he's talking about is it's that kind of like am I is the sort of this other me that's kind of been created out of this environment is that sort of the real me was that in me all the time it it's kind of that breaking down of of the kind of self and the I into the environment and kind of starting to question like who i
0: guess like who you are within the world and what your position is within the world there's definitely a theme of questioning your identity and Mm. how that's reflected through I think again because they've all experienced some personal trauma, especially sort of Lena and what provokes her and what consists of the story that leads her to be in there. This affair that she's having with a colleague Dan, which has obviously affected Kane, leading him to want mm. to volunteer to go into Area X in the first place. Um, do you? What do you think about that sort of nature of of, of kind of? Because I I do think that the book. And this idea itself is is kind of dealing with the psychology of humans, like the psychology of, I I will say it's like maybe a sense of self-destruction, like the sense of like losing yourself Mm. to to an illness or... self-annihilation isn't it really it's kind of i mean obviously Ventress. ventris herself at the end we see her sort of turn into this this mandible like mandible like mm. creature um i don't know entity and she's kind of she implodes really she kind of uh yeah and, and then becomes like the, the, this kind of
1: i don't know I, I i think i called it like a kind of like vegetal orb so like this vegetal yeah. sphere because it's it but it's it's kind of always it's like constantly in motion isn't it it's like it is motion it's kind of moving in on itself over and over with, with these kind of very bright vibrant colors and this kind of it's almost like a black hole in the center it kind of seems like it's like sucking in the kind of ma- matter around it, almost and light and stuff
0: well it goes back to the same sense of indescribable it you you could we probably really diff- it'd be difficult to describe what exactly it is yeah it's interesting isn't it with it with these
1: kind of books that are then because in a book you can just say that you can say this thing is indescribable it is so out of the norm it is so out of what we like no like lovecrafted it a lot you know who'd described geography that was that was cut. Kind of impossible, you know, angles that were acute and obtruse at the same time, and all these things that, well, how are we supposed to do that visually when we're making a film? Because you can say that, and part of that is maybe what the 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 reader doesn't actually know what that's like because your your brain just can't imagine that, and that's kind of the the thing that it's going for. Um, but actually, when you come and make that into a film, if you do come and make something like that into a film, well, we can't just say that. We can't just have that those words pop up on the screen and the people go, oh, okay. I guess that's that, and then <laughs> it goes on. You've got to show them something.
0: Yeah, I think you've got to try and define it in some way, and I think that's their best gathering of being able to define that again. It, it, this this shape or this entity, whatever it may be, ends up sort of replicating Lena from the the remnants of, of Ventress, who again, like she sort of implodes and kind of she has this speech about um, that our minds will become fragmented and we will only become. I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's kind of the fact that we're kind of, we're now dissociating from who we were. We're now becoming this sort of dissimilar form, which happens a lot. Obviously at the end, there's this big reveal that Lena is, is not, she's now a part of the shimmer that, you know, she she's come back. We've seen her destroy or try to destroy this alien shape um, or this alien creature that's assimilated her form, but then she comes back and obviously she shows that she's got some of the shimmer in her she's become part or yeah it's
1: it's it's insider isn't it it's kind of like the the kind of outside of it has kind of become her and it's yeah it's the the big thing of it is this kind of breaking down of the environment and kind and, and the self and kind of like showing that that they're kind of the same but it does it in quite a literal way you know like when they're looking at the dna of um you know plants and stuff in area x you can see like human dna in them and it and sort of vice versa that the, the kind of plant dna starts to become part of of the kind of human kind of encroaching upon it
0: yeah that's how josie ends up sort of her annihilation as it were she she ends up becoming a the sort of plant form or we, we assume so because she's sort of growing these these plants out of where uh self self-inflicted scars were from like a self-harm um these kind of like plants we see start to emerge from a, a skin and then we see her mm. walk off uh, she refers to it as like hexagon so, something like the hexagon structure of human I, I don't know what that quite is the the kind of yeah there's there is definitely you know it there's a big theme of like
1: transformations i think in in area rex which is is really interesting and, and kind of like plant plant transformations which is i mean that's something that if you go back into you know antiquity if you look at greek mythology and you know all those kind of ancient myths and folklore and and stuff like that it's such a theme that humanity's been so interested in for such a long time and we still are and you know in different contexts but it's you know there's people have been turning and been turned into trees for for centuries in in fiction um you know and i guess in like the bible as well um people get transformed into into various things which potentially fiction or non-fiction depending on how you want
0: to how you want to take it well there's definitely a genre of of literature out there that deals with the author versus like nature or a person versus man versus nature as it would be um but there's lots of i I think there's nice little subtle allusions to to kind of like the cycle of life as well like how there's an ouroboros tattoo that we see in the the camcorder clip that we originally see in when they they watch uh kane sort of flay one of his 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 friend's mm. soldiers and and he's kind yeah, of and some, and we see like an it's very Bolton
1: ramsey bolton shit isn't it like it's pretty nasty
0: we see <laughs> peeling off his stomach there's a very very hard detail to miss in that scene obviously because you're too interested in looking at this this sort of man being flayed with these these intestines like um writhing around like a like snakes um which is a sort of amazing piece of you know, it's an amazing scene to behold, like to, to see that. I mean it is very <laughs> very odd and very creepy. Um but yeah, there's this or Ouroboros tattoo that he has on his arm, um, this this soldier that's being flayed, and we see it start to emerge onto to Anya. Uh and then later actually Lena has it on her arm. She actually and we see it when she comes out of the shimmer. And it, it's kind of obviously the it says that it can repli- obviously the, the shimmer can replicate shapes and forms and you know and replicate you know things like that but obviously the the, the ouroboros is like a snake eating itself it's like the infinity sign like known as the mm. lemon scale which is like the cycle of life it's like self-destruction re-eating yourself it's like nature kind of going against mm. itself and and that's kind of what
1: area sort of kind of is isn't it it's it's kind of these these cycles sort of but i think it i I think it's kind of like slightly sped up isn't it because when you see like the for example like the deer that are kind of running there's like two deer and they're both obviously they've got their antlers are either branches or they have flowers coming off them but you can see like one of them looks fairly normal whereas the other one like it's skull is kind of showing and it has bits of skin and stuff so missing so it, it's almost that it's i don't know it kind of feels like aerorex is like playing with these cycles of life but in like the wrong order and it's you know it's kind of got things that happen to bodies like after they die and it's kind of put them onto bodies that are still alive or made bodies that are still alive stay alive but kind of start to deteriorate and i mean it's the same with the bear you know it's got half of its face is kind of missing really is it as you can kind of see it
0: coming in. Well, we yeah, the going back to the deer actually, they they're duplicated. We can see them mimicking each other in a sense, like they're they're, they're perfectly synchronized. But we we mm. see constant clips of this the dividing of the cell, this mitosis, this kind of division of the cell, and obviously that's how we eventually see the alien creature that represents, or like the doppelganger of, of Lena that sort of comes up, is this kind of this. Uh, idea that you know you're separating from yourself and there's that beautiful use of uh the crosby stills and nash song uh, hopelessly helping uh Mm. helplessly hoping which has that line uh they are one person they are two alone they are three together they are for each other which is that that kind of idea of of two now becoming dissimilar um from each other but yet still remaining in in intact still remaining part and parcel which um, what do you what do you think about that what do you what do you think like because that's how a lot of these creatures are sort of made it's like malformed or it's kind of divided up i i th- yeah i think it is just that it's i don't know it almost feels like it's
1: it's playing with what it can do with you know if, if you think of area rex as because what the kind of way that i see it and and think of area rex is that it's rex isn't just like the landscape and the environment it's kind of everything within it is almost seems to be like part of it yeah so like the kind of the plants are part of it and the animals that it's kind of got within there are part of it and it does seem like it's kind of it's almost like playing and experimenting with what it can what it can do because in uh, it, and you kind of see it in the film um and it's described in the book is that it's like it's pristine it's the the environment in there is like perfectly pristine it's very preserved so there's a kind of idea that it's like in some way it's like cleaning you know the pollution and stuff from the environment and it's it's actually making the environment very nice and livable for these creatures that live in it not necessarily for humans because obviously you know anyone who goes into it they just seem to deteriorate physically and mentally into the point that they either die or or are killed by something or, or perhaps kill themselves or just just kind of walk off and become part of area x
0: yeah, I mean, it, there's a thing of, like, returning to nature and letting nature mm. uh, reclaim its place, like letting the natural cycle... And I suppose any of these these events happen to these people. It, it's natural. Like, it's natural that a, a relationship deteriorates over time. It's natural that addiction leads to self-destruction. It's natural that leukemia comes... On. Like cancer, for example. Cancer's talked about this. And there is a lot of, uh, like if you saw this in a human you'd call it a pathology there's a that's that's a great line like if you saw like that's when she um i think it, i think it's josie who looks uh, No, no it's um uh, it's lena she looks at the, the flower that's obviously got these multi um mm. multi-structural kind of flower that's got loads of different flowers on it but you under examination you would call this a pathology which a pathology is it's like a sort of it would be kind of like a disease or some kind of um yeah it's like it's mutating the cells
1: isn't it but it's it's got a very kind of it's like an idea of how it wants to mutate these cells to to sort of change them to to produce something isn't it it's yeah it's interesting because it kind of it gives like it gives a bit of agency i think to the environment like it it does feel like there's some kind of entity um like alien entity that's kind of come from from this meteor that is just so different to humanity and and our way of being in the world and experience of the world that we can't quite understand what it's doing but we do get the idea that it, there there is some kind of thought process behind what it's doing it it has some kind of idea of where it wants to take this environment and what it wants to do to the environment and what it's going to do when when things come into the environment how it how it's going to defend itself or or kind of incorporate them
0: yeah i mean again it's it's i suppose again it's a great analogy to to life and how you can be changed by a circumstance again how the only two people that have come back from ery rex in the film are are, are ultimately changed by the, the circumstance they've they they're now two mm. different people they are because again there's that scene at the end where she asks, she says you're not kane are you and he goes no i don't think so are you Lena? Mm. And there's that kind of thing of, well, you're you not, you're, you've come back different. You're, you're no longer the person, as you say, you kind mm. of melt into the environment. You get changed by the environment. It takes its place. But again, I, I think that, what do you think of that theme of it being? Because I don't know if that, I obviously think that that was the, the intention of the book is to show, because obviously in the book, I think it goes a bit more into like Lena's um it's it's kind of a personal exploration of her and her failings and like you know a relationship and like you know her as a biologist it kind of goes into that deep depths of you know her soul really in that yeah. sense what do you what do you think about that
1: do you, about it kind of what it does about the sort of so yeah like like I, change, changing the self sort of
0: yeah like as i say as a sort of personal exploration of of like deterioration or of of kind of like depression or di- you know disease or how like you know things yeah, kind of I, th-
1: I think it's it's slightly different in the book because um, I think in the film there's more of a, a focus like on the characters is is people is like individual per, you know personalities whereas in in the book you know they are very much like you know they're, they're not even named they're, obviously they're important but it it if memory serves, it just definitely doesn't quite go into their backstories quite as much apart from apart from Lena's, but it, it's kind of more generally about I think like the human self not necessarily like deteriorating but becoming closer to the environment and, and kind of those barriers breaking down. But it's it it's kind of what the consequences of that are depending on the reaction of the person and, and in the in the book whereas kind of in, in the film as well like Lena kind of manages to get through it without going mad or without you know kind of succumbing to it or, or just becoming part of area rex she kind of manages to get out of it with some kind of sense of herself intact but also with with some bit of area rex within here like that barrier has been kind of broken and she's
0: kind of got the shimmer in her eye and she's sort of changed by it this is very similar to an- another film and i do think it actually takes inspiration enough to Mm. make some choices very similar to it which is the 1979 film Andrei tarkovsky film uh, stalker which has a very Mm. similar similar area being that uh, the zone of alienation which we see a very similar transition in the beginning of this film we see the muted color palette it's not it's not as, as vibrant it's not as colorful but then when we see them go into area x obviously there's a there's a flurry mm. of colors it's, it's beautiful wonderful um in the same same sense that happens in in stalker you get the original which is a really disgusting kind of like yellowish kind of blackish kind of it's supposed to be black and white but kind of devoid of color it's a kind of very um like very kind of dreary world that they come from and then into the, the they tur- return into nature as it were uh, and it's it's you know it, it's overcome like in the very same sense that nature is reclaimed its places like tanks that are, are are encrusted with these the these kind of bits of vines or whatever like you know so i i think there is um i mean obviously the two are very much going different things like we have talked about the jeff vandermeer book which i think is going towards sort of nature like nature reclaiming its place mm. but then when you compare that to what stalker is adapted from which is roadside picnic which is sort of critiques of the soviet union maybe similar ideas of it's a like a a, a hero's journey into like an inward journey like the, the cupid and uh psyche sort of going into the underworld like in this she's kind of clear reclaiming trying to go back for cain like a, a sort of love mm. um kind of a journey into the self but in that it's kind of more a critique of of what the soviet union is doing at that time and not being able to so it is is quite different in that sort of sense but obviously it takes a lot from that um it's such a shame that you haven't seen stalker because i'd I'd love to sort of be able to contrast and
1: yeah no i think there's there's definitely similarities and especially you know in like if we're talking about like place like that you have this kind of zone the zone or or area X that is is in some way different and it's really interesting because it kind of again like we were talking about like transformation and that going really far back like that draws on a lot of a lot of things from the past of, um, you know, kind of this like idea, which I absolutely love. I think it's fantastic in like folklore of like crossing into fairy, like crossing into this other realm. You know, you have it in, um, in Stardust, like the Neil Gaiman book. Um, you know, they, you kind of just go over this wall, and then you're kind of just in this magical world, and it's this just very kind of odd sort of barrier that that kind of, yeah. Then you're in this kind of this other other area. Um, and I think yeah it's, it's something very always very interesting about that and about how everything works so differently ac- across
0: a very small kind of s- space well it goes back to that idea of a hero with a thousand faces like the literal crossing of the threshold in the film we see them cross that threshold into the shimmer where again the shimmer is this kind of iridescent wall layer that they kind of just they have to walk through uh and that kind of embarks them on this journey again there's like you could say a hero with a thousand faces has its place in this film because you have a fellowship of people there's a there's a reason a need to kind of go in but lena doesn't come out as a reformed character <laughs> the, um but yeah there, there is something to be said of that crossing that threshold into a place like again there's that very similar trans the two have very similar transitions in the way that they are maybe making a statement about this as an internal journey this is no longer a, an idea of they're going to a place they, they're not that they, we're not lord of the rings we're not you know they they going from the shire that's their threshold going into unknown uncharted waters. no there's
1: there's i I definitely agree with that and i think it's slightly more explicit in the book um so and in the book she at the end she has an encounter with this thing called the crawler which i've kind of mentioned before obviously in the film she has an encounter with this kind of doppelganger of her, but the way that she passes, like, gets past those in each one is the same, because if you notice, so I'll I'll talk specifically about the film, she stops fighting it. As soon as she fights it, it knows all her actions, you know? It's stronger than her. If she starts tries to run, it kind of can follow her and stop her. As soon as she kind of starts accepting that and becomes quite passive and sort of moves, she's able to sort of, almost like trick it into into taking this thing from her so it's kind of she stops fighting it and starts accepting it and that's the sort of same thing that when she's like encounters the crawler this horrific lovecraftian entity she there's kind of a line where she's almost like i could i could try and like analyze this and go mad or die or i can accept its unknowability and like move on and that's what she sort of does in the end yeah so i think there is that that internal thing of it's how we as people react to area X depends on what happens to us within it and that's what we see with you know the other characters and I think they make it a bit more explicit in the film by giving them these kind of you know like traits and as you've said and I think you pointed out really well the, their kind of fates almost have some sort of you know link to kind of their personality and how it affects them
0: yeah how it's it's taken them how they have adapted to their environment again how yeah it's taken them
1: yeah it's a very internal struggle that is kind of you know it's it's forcing people to have and the result of that is what happens to you you know do you turn into a tree do you get eaten by a bear um do you kind of manage to in some way sort of escape but but carry a bit of area x with you or do you get your stomach cut open as
0: it rives around you know who, what, what happens who knows yeah he was always really accepting of that which i always thought was very strange like i mean they must have still had some degree of sanity like but it seems like that was maybe something of area Rex is that it kind of breaks down those barriers of your acceptability of the circumstances yeah he's
1: just he's just sat there, isn't he? Just kind of like, and there's the, and like Kane's almost kind of like soothing him. Like he's, it's almost like he's, he's kind of, as in like doing an operation on him that, that they both know needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to hurt him. He's kind of like, it's it's okay. Like, it's okay. I'm going to, you know, peel off your skin, but it's fine with presumably no anesthetic. I mean, you know, he's just using a knife. He's not even using like a proper scalpel or something, isn't he? It's kind of just sort of brutally cutting
0: into him, like having to do this haphazardly, which is yeah it's absolutely insane really again as, as they mentioned mm. like they just went insane and they killed each other yeah like, well yeah i mean it's yeah does look like... yeah and you
1: get when she's like reading through the journals in the book you get all these the kind of things that happen to all the different uh, like expeditions like i think some fought each other some got attacked by creatures out of the sea and she talks a lot about area Rex going through these cycles um as the crawler basically goes down this tower, writing words on the wall in in bioorganisms, and she and it, this kind of an idea that when it gets to the bottom, uh, it triggers like a series of events, which is uh, things coming out of the sea and attacking whatever's on the land, and then all these other stuff happens, and then it kind of repeats the the kind of cycle. So as, as we've kind of mentioned, yeah, there's you get that more in the book that it is just this kind of repeated cycle that's going again and
0: again and and
1: sort of slowly expanding out.
0: Yeah. I do like those comparison, or those comparisons between the book and the film, because there seems to be a lot, again, a lot more of depth, a lot more of, I suppose, contemplation. Because again, it's very difficult to define like a cosmic yeah, horror, like a like that that what yeah. in the book, what is the crawler? What what does it define it as? Because you, you were saying it, you, she couldn't define it, she couldn't analyze yeah, think... it the only kind of
1: really sort of tangible concrete bit of evidence is she's there's a picture in the lighthouse of the lighthouse keeper um and she recognizes his face is kind of trapped within the crawler i think it's this kind of jelly kind of its body is kind of made out of jelly and and this human is sort of trapped inside it um but yeah apart from that it's it's almost like it's kind of you can only see it on the at the corner of your vision It, it doesn't it, or, or it's too it, it becomes too big for you to like kind of see the kind of way that it's described as definitely it's not something that you know if you're kind of like right how on earth do we cgi that um <laughs> what do we do like i can see why they've made they maybe cut cut it out of the out of the book because it's something uh, sorry out of the film because it's definitely something you could do in a book format works perfectly but once you're trying to translate that onto onto the screen mm,
0: well this is know, this... maybe
1: replacing that
0: this is where i feel like the the film lacked a bit of imagination because we see we see a couple of creatures or a couple of iterations of how aererax affects things we we see the first thing like we encounter as like a a kind of a threat or a hazard is the the alligator when they go when they're wading through the swamp i thought that was like it personally it's very unimaginative to like have an alligator like what could you do how could you not show that in a more creative way could you like one of the things that brought to mind was like the thing like the way that that creature assimilates and and mutates things mm. like that's a more apt way of doing it like I would imagine like later we see the bear and it's kind of this skull I would imagine more of of that because how does it understand you know structure and you know it wouldn't be able to yeah. perfectly replicate things there's like they dare, there's dolphins
1: in the book and there's like this um this kind of creature that they hear howling at night and I think she she runs, she ends up running away from it, but you don't really get a good look at it. But I think it's got like a, there's a, kind of a lot of implications of the animals in the book in Area X. They have like human eyes or human faces. Right. Or, okay. or they kind of look, and then look familiar or look similar to kind of like, to pictures, to pictures of people, or you, she kind of recognizes them.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah it seems to go on that like like, it seems to go on more of like what people's memories are like for example in the in the film we see lena's home actually is replicated in area x like with it's one of the places they they take refuge in and go to Mm. yeah
1: it's it's interesting isn't it i think it's it's just yeah it's like a strange i think between kind of like the book and and that and kind of what what they've kept and what they've changed and it's i mean it's always the same isn't it with when anything's like adapted and but i think like pace wise like the kind of the time frame that it that it you know because it's only like a few days i think that works really well um a lot of the time in films like you know if, if it's if it's just kind of like a very short period of time cuz then you can really get into the details of it but i think it definitely does yeah like lose some of the kind of cosmic horror of the book because that's just something that's really hard to translate to film i think because it it does rely a lot on you as a writer being able to to kind of keep your reader in the dark to these things that, that the human mind just can't comprehend and i think you know like um Two thousand and one Space as he tries to do it at the end, you know, with this kind of really weird sequence, um, you know, as he's kind of changing, like floating through space. Um, that to me kind of feels like similar, but it's still you've got to show them something, don't you? Even in that it's weird.
0: Well, one film that came to mind that I haven't actually seen but I've seen loads of little clips and snippets from is Arrival that seems to have these these mm. creatures that kind of uh i like this word like they sh- make shapes and forms and they have their own language i felt like that was a really appropriate way of doing it it looks like that's a really imaginative way of being able to to display it i, I just think the ways that they went about in, in some parts of this like for example the alien at the end that it looked it looked it looked shit i will i will say that it didn't it didn't look good like I, I when i saw those bits i loved again i loved in concept like when when we see it actually sort of assimilate Lena, when we see her, her shape of face great fantastic that looks amazing that looks really good the way that it kind of j- gradually forms like that looks really really mm. cosmically horrific the actual alien itself is like this the skin suit sort of iridescent <laughs> like it, it looks really yeah it looks bad. it's kind
1: of and it's weird isn't it because it's it kind of st- it's almost like at the start it, you can kind of see you know maybe like her belt of her like combat trousers on it or like the pockets mm. in, in the creature it almost looks like it's kind of starting to to kind of replicate her clothes but then it doesn't change until it very quickly changes and i thought yeah like you could have had that happen very gradually we could start seeing it become more and more like her yeah and and not just be this weird gri- maybe that i don't know maybe they're like spunk the the cgi budget on like the alligator and That's what, couldn't do it but
0: they could like easily like the bear scene for example that some parts of that if you just done more practical effects with it if you just like for example they had a perfect excuse they had the dark they could have just showed some of the shots and just been a bit more tactful with we don't clearly have the budget like the amazing budget to get loads of these cgi things looking exactly correct mm but you know let's maybe try you know, uh, you know to hide them a little bit because obviously in other yeah, films
1: just like, jaws it up you know we just we just see the bit of the bear we see it's you know it's it's
0: dorsal fin it's 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 spike you know we don't have to see the whole thing for the whole film but that's we what can, like just... hp lovecraft t- seemed to understand very very well about even his writing was you you can't really if you d- it, you leave something indefinable much like the 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 thing in the thing you know it's constantly Mm. shifting you never have a a, you know it's never solid it's only mimicking its shapes if you give it shape and form and start saying this is what it is this is what it can do you're kind of limiting it you're kind of saying well yeah there's no fathom and that led when you when you're you're looking at cosmic horror it's kind of like it's like a massive turnoff it's like oh well that's it you know (laughs) As soon as you define it, it becomes concrete,
1: doesn't it? And it can. As soon as, as if it's not defined, the kind of the horror that it can bring and the possibilities of what it can do are almost endless. And if you sort of think about that, it's terrifying. Whereas, you know, if we see a bear, well, we know what a bear can do. Yeah, you know, it can kill us. Yeah, but we've got, you know, we've got kind of like a, a set of rules, and I think that's one of the big things of cosmic horror, isn't it? Is it's like you know, it's not. Well, vampires are quite horrific but we we know vampires we've got you know years of lore about vampires and things we know what they do we know their weaknesses whereas you know like well what do we do to a cthulhu well we don't know we've not got any reference you know there's maybe scraps of knowledge but it's it's some, it's unknowable you you'll just go mad by by even seeing it like it's 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 that kind of like intangibility i think that brings a lot of the horror and the the film possibly loses a little bit by having the animals and the kind of threats as being animals opposed to these kind of amorphous and eldritch kind of entities that are kind of hinted at more in the book
0: we we've become so familiar with vampires that we even there was a period where we wanted to sleep with vampires we became that accustomed to the idea yeah like
1: i think if you make something sexy it's no longer terrifying <laughs> is it um, like yeah you know like it, the moment cthulhu becomes sexy it's it's no longer terrifying and
0: i think there know, probably are some rule 34 uh images of <laughs> uh, of cthulhu i i mean i do think cthulhu has a shape but some of the some of the a lot of eldritch kind of creatures in in um or the, the kind of elder ones in uh hp lovecraft are in indefi- you could again like you would go mad like you were playing a D game and you saw um one of these creatures you would lose all sanity you would just go absolutely insane you would you would have no no basis so I, mm. I do think some in some ways when you do see some of these creatures, when you do see, you know, whatever it is, I really liked about the bear that it replicated Cass's voice because I thought that was, that made it really inhuman. It made it us like very, that was a really cool feature. And if it done more things like that, if it had explored those themes a bit more, I think it would have been a bit more interesting, but like, an alligator with shark teeth. I thought that was very, like a very unimaginative sort of way of looking at yeah,
1: it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, it's, they're trying to kind of, I don't know, like not give everything away at e- once. So ease of makes you sense. into the like, concept. Yeah. Ease you into it, but it does. Yeah. It is. You're just kind of like, we're just, it's just an albino alligator. Yeah. And then they kind of open up its mouth and it's got these rows and rows of kind of cyclical teeth. And you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, that's, odd it's interesting um you know and they like managed to kill it really easily they kind of just shoot it a few times and it sort of dies yeah yeah it doesn't pose a massive threat
0: yeah if it had been sort of more like there was something if they'd embrace that sense of nature in it embrace like these how how you know because they can't obviously replicate things As you say later it doesn't replicate the deer perfectly it's not you know there's these weird i just would have loved to see that me personally being you know the person i am Mm. i want to see stuff that's weird i want to see stuff that's really strange and because the plants like i got that the kind of
1: plants have this all the all the plants and all the fungi and algae that's sort of growing in there just has this weird kind of feeling. and even like the light like there's this kind of rainbow sort of light that seems to kind of be in the background and the kind of um you know like filters and stuff that are on everything everything has this just amazingly weird like eerie dreamlike kind of feel to it which i thought really adds the kind of strangeness of of you you are in area x now area x is this weird place but then oh there's an alligator and it's it's albino albino well you know that's a i don't know if you can get in real life albino alligators but you know you can get albino animals and you you know it's not a
0: it's not it's rare, but it's not impossible, is it? <laughs> I I think some of the, the the cinematography added to that tone. It really put you in the sense, and that's what I say is probably one of the key elements that really mm. put this this fit. Like Alex Alex Garland clearly has a really good sense of tone. Like I thought that was all pretty on spot. Like, but it just was. It would. It was the things that were kind of in Area X, and the way that it was kind of presented that I felt faltered and put at the wayside it didn't engross me into that sort of although Mm. i am enamored by the concept again there's so much potential to show that and the way that that's translated and could be transliterated from the book or this from the book you know it's it's amazing it's Mm. kind of a, a really really interesting concept i just think it's 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 a little it was a little waste in the film i just thought it was
1: yeah so what would be your like end takeaway from
0: annihilation
1: kind of if you had to
0: sum it up i think it's a really brilliant entry level to like art house cinema i think you know there's loads mm. of nice little symbols in it there's loads of i think it really shows the the story and allows you to explore you know what what makes us and defines us what's uh our identities what's um what's part of self-destruction and, and how far does a human or nature itself extend to i think that's a brilliant mm. question that the the film kind of raises. Um, I do think it's enjoyable and I have enjoyed rewatching it, like coming back to it and rewatching it. I thought it is a but unfortunately I just feel it, it it kind of falters in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't quite perfectly execute that. I just think there's there's a lot to be gained from it. There was a lot to kind of it left me a little bit uninspired to like um mm. the full potential of it. What what about you? What do you take away from your experiences with Annihilation, the book and the film? Yeah, I
1: think slightly differently with, with kind of each medium, but I think I'd echo your thing. It's like it sets up this world of so much potential of this kind of and um, you know, Jeff Vandermeer's amazing kind of concept of area Rex and then it just kind of doesn't quite populate it with, with creatures that are quite as fantastic as the kind of this con- this concept of it and they're a bit too real and a bit too tangible. Whereas, you know, you've got this kind of unknowable kind of entity. I think I, I think both of them do this. They 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 have a really good Kind of concept of this blurring of the line between humanity and the environment and the you know this kind of idea of the two sort of in a very literal way being the same that kind of challenges kind of i guess like idea our ideas of like what it is to be human and the kind of way that we sort of tend to separate ourselves from our kind of the natural world and the environment and it kind of pushes the two things together in a very in, kind of interesting way and on a molecular you know like sort of cellular level it has the environment You know, changing and and kind of like becoming human in in a way, and it has humans in a way, kind of becoming the environment, and it it blurs the line between those things wonderfully. And I think the film, the visuals of it, as just so weird and amazing, and you know, all the kind of plants and um, you know, the and shots and stuff like that are, are quite really interesting. But it just doesn't quite get into the kind of like weirdness of the book that i kind of really liked but yeah it's it's good (laughs) give it a watch
0: yeah definitely i think it's again it's it's worthwhile if you want to dive into those those concepts that we talk about you know about it is a very unique film in that sense I, i don't think there's many films that endeavor to put cosmic horror and you know the personal journey in like a a metaphor of yourself into that so i definitely say in that sense i'd recommend it because it's a unique experience
1: yeah i think that's everything i probably wanted to talk about is that me too (laughs) yeah so this is the station signing off
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Station Podcast. If you have any thoughts about the film or what we've discussed today, please be sure to let us know at our Facebook and Instagram, as well as if you want to keep up to date with what we post and our schedules. Thank you.